Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, I'm sitting down with Tyler Braden. We talked about his marriage in 2022, his one-day kind of honeymoon in Joshua Tree, his experience on TV with the American Song Contest. From there, we jumped into early 2023, new music, getting on the road with Mitchell Tenpenny, overseas, playing C2C, coming back for Stagecoach. His goals in music always will be badass. I don't think this dude will ever change. Peace. Dude, you got to listen in to catch up with that. We had some fun talking about our first Instagram post. From there, we jumped right into holding each other accountable in journaling. That's right. We're both going to sit down, write about our experiences in 2023. It'll be fun to reconnect with that. You know what? Let's get to know Tyler Braden. started i'm not gonna you start, start it. It. why do i gotta start it because it's your thing damn it welcome to welcome to another episode of toad's tunes tyler Braden, my dirt biking no you're not a dirt biker no uh i'm, I'm a fake you're a fake but now mr tyler Braden's in the house you now you know what brat means yeah i do uh, well i know what you say it means that's all so it's that's it, all that matters it means dirt bike and it's, um in Las Vegas language. <laughs> Las Vegas language. You're the only person I've heard say it. So it's all I send you all the videos. Like you gotta know it by now. Bap, 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 like that. And I lied. We're two seconds into the interview and I already talked louder than I said I was gonna talk to us the You're mic. okay, as long as it's uh, not blowing it up. I understand. I understand. It sounds like the motor yes. a little bit. Okay. Two stroke. Okay, it's creative. Two stroke, yes. It's creative. I didn't make it up. I just kind of like live by you it. Did. Yeah. Do you know? I was just looking for a photo the other day on my Instagram, and I went all the way down to like one of my first posts. Well, I went to my 99th post, okay. and it's me on a dirt bike going around the corner, and it says, "I got 99 photos, and a bitch ain't one." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I just saw it last night. I was, I don't. Know, How long ago was it? Long time ago. Okay. Long time ago. The oldest. So uh, this is weird, but I can think of this. But the oldest. Instagram posts I can think of that I had, and I've long since deleted it. I worked for um, Regions Bank, and I was in the drive-thru. I was a teller in the drive-thru, and I took a selfie. And that was my, I don't remember the caption. I just remember I had this long, swooping bangs. And uh, You were emo. Uh, no, I just had bangs. <laughs> um, but that would have been, a l- oh, goodness. 2000 and what year is this? 22, so 16, 13, like 11, 2011? Right. I didn't realize Instagram had been around that long. Yeah, I don't even know when my first post, I know what my first post was, and it's still there. Um, but yours was souping hair. I, there was a car in front of me, and the license plate said no pants. And my son's nickname was Pants. My license plate said Pants. Okay, so, so I, that's the... That was my first one. I saw some car in front of me, and I thought, well, aren't you a dick? Because it's <laughs> Pants, not no pants. But that was, yeah. All I right. think I got three likes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yeah. Dude, you have been... I watched the TV show you were on. I forgot the name of it. Uh, American Song Contest. I'm confused on that show. I think I wrote you. You didn't respond. But I don't... I don't. I asked you a weird question. How you make it to the final show and you... you like... But you didn't win. You asked me this during the. Uh, no, I was at the end of it. I think I think I sent you a text. I understand why you didn't respond. I guess you were fucking busier than shit. Well, I was in the show and also got married right around the end. Yes. There's no telling what we were doing. But my but. point of the thing is, is how are you in the last show that it's on? One of the top. T- I didn't. I guess I didn't understand the way the show worked. And then when they go and they do all the voting through all the cities and states and whatever that was, and you didn't win. So, 
each round, the percentages, from what I understand, and I don't know if I'm supposed to share this or not, but like the the weighting of crowd voting versus the industry professional panel jury thing that they did. Okay. It started out roughly 50-50. It might have been 50-50. I don't know. And then eventually it, the crowd voting outweighed it a lot. And, gotcha. Um, I mean, no no excuses, but I mean, there was some pretty big like social media following people on there that, right. that were in the finals. And, uh, you know, so it was tough, you know, people with like million followers plus and all that. Like I said, no excuses. But uh, I want to say the, like I said, the fan voting and the Instagram voting and all that outweighed it. Gotcha. More. Because it showed like the industry professional ranking. Again, there was one from every state, just like there was one participant from every state. I was ranked number two in the finals. Right. And then with the voting, I dropped. And but uh, I didn't understand. Alan that. Stone was first with the industry professionals, and he dropped as well. Right. And so, because um, Alexa from Oklahoma won. Um, but yeah, it was just the weighting of fan vote, versus fan voting, right. TikTok voting versus because TikTok was a major sponsor, so that was a big voting channel was sure. TikTok and the industry professional panel. It, they were weighing less and less as the rounds went on. I didn't watch maybe but two or three episodes. I don't even think I watched the whole ones. I think I caught that last one, and I was just so confused. I guess that probably helps me a lot to understand. How was your experience on that? Did you you feel like it, it was... Actually, uh, it actually, it was really cool because I really did hang out with like a lot of people that have majorly different backgrounds and different inspiration and different upbringings and playing different genres and so that really was cool like you worry going into something like that being completely transparent you were like god is everybody gonna be dicks like you don't know what to expect and uh everybody was awesome like there was a couple of people here and there that you tell you know but they were all working and so you tell they they were probably stressed right but all like the participants and most every worker there they were all so nice and I mean, it was cool to hang out with them, and they were all such talented. Like, they were actual artists, you know, because all these people wrote their songs, you know, so they were actual artists, and it was really cool to get to experience that and meet the people and, like, talk to them about the production of their song and just things like that. It was really cool. A lot to consume, I guess, in that sense. And all everyone's pretty much on your same level, per se, as where they were in their right. careers and their journey. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everyone. Um, the whole point of it going in was that there would be anywhere from new artists to more established like, yeah like even legendary like i was in the finals with michael bolton oh wow and he was in the final uh jewel was in it she didn't go to the finals but she was in it earlier um macy gray see i didn't watch it that's kind of well, i haven't yeah. heard that name in a long time yeah she was in it uh, who else alan stone is a uh relatively like he's much bigger than than I am, respect respectively. Like in his, he's like a uh, bluesy R and B guy out of Washington. He's he's crazy good. Like his voice is really good. Right. He's very blues. And um, uh, who there was another really big. I saw that like, like once, uh, the, uh, the Cisco. Si- oh really? Cisco was in it. Yeah. Wow. I never got to meet or hear him. I was in episodes with Jewel and Michael Bolton. Right. And I talked to Michael Bolton for a long time. When, at one, there was like a time where he stood there like 45 minutes to an hour talking. He was he was pretty funny. Where was it filmed at? Uh, I think it was Universal in L.A. L.A., I okay. Was, I get, that, so you like lived out there for a while or something? Or? Well, I stayed in a hotel. Yeah, yeah pretty. That's like, yeah. yeah. How, how, mean, long, how long were you there? Um, so like depending on how your episode landed, because the first, the first round was four or five episodes. And so I was in, like, the middle episode. So then I left. And so you would do your episode, 
you would go through like rehearsals and do your episode, and then you had to stay. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, I'm trying to remember. So they would reveal the um, industry profession, industry panel or whatever the jury, and if you're ranked number one, you got to just go home because you're automatically through. Right. And everyone else had to come back for the next episode a week later and be in the filming, and they would announce the others that made it through the round. Gotcha. So I was ranked number one, so I didn't have to go back the next week. That's what I forgot that that happened. And, and so I was gone for a couple of weeks, and then I went back out for the last episode of the second round of three. So if I made it through, I would have just I would just stay there for the finals. Right. And I did make it through, so at that point I was there for, uh, I want to say it added up to about two and a half to three weeks total oh, wow. straight that time one week the first time two and a half three weeks the second time i remember exactly but that's crazy you like that experience it was cool yeah um and you know just hanging out in the hotel and it's there was a lot to do but at the same time it felt like a kind of a getaway because you're just i mean we're gone all the time but we still slept in the same bed for a while at right. least even though it wasn't a home bed it was so i mean it kind of felt like that i mean it was interesting we weren't doing shows at the time you know we couldn't we got off the road from february until right after that, you know, I got married and the show was March and April and I got married April 23rd and like literally got married on Saturday in Joshua Tree and on Monday had to be back in the hotel for like COVID rules. Like, right. And, um, but they like let me leave one day in the middle of the week to go do a show at Napa Valley, like a, a radio show there. And so my wife got to go with me. And so that was like our one day honeymoon, like five days after our wedding. It was, it was weird. But, um. Yeah, and then it come the finals were the second week of May, or May 10th or something like that. And right after the finals, at the next weekend, we hit the road, and we didn't have another weekend off until Thanksgiving. That's pretty badass. Yeah, so we were we were pretty busy all the way through the summer. Have you had all. your honeymoon yet? Uh, I, I mean, no, that was that was kind of it. I mean, we Universal. Right now, we don't really have a huge plan, but we will. I mean, sure. we'll go on vacations, but now I don't know if we'll ever call anything the honeymoon. We <laughs> joke that Napa Valley was our one-day honeymoon. Because we cool. went and played on Wednesday, and they let us stay through to Thursday, and the label had talked to people they knew and set us up like a tour and a private lunch and dinner and all this stuff. So we got our one-day honeymoon then. That's pretty neat, though. Yeah. And you're married now. Absolutely. How's that feel? Feels great. Yeah. Nothing she, different, like, right? And you've met her. She's here. Uh, she yeah. does photo video. She's always on the road with us. and Not always, but... Majority. I w- yeah. I would say over half. That's kind of cool. You get to bring your wife on the road, and she's giving you guys content. Um, Absolutely, She's yeah. working. For sure. What's her real job? Or is that it? That's it. That's yeah. it. So she does yeah. right. I know that because she also shoots Royal. Yes. yes. She's shot some stuff for Royal. She does. So it's been her full-time gig for, I guess, over two years. She's been full-time. Um, and, yes, yeah, she does, like, cover art and promo stuff for up and coming artists and that's, that's her favorite to work with is like newer artists, newish artists. Me too. I, I love that. And <laughs> because she loves just like I guess you're you're not as jaded maybe. <laughs> but uh but just also the fact that she's very good at what she does yeah. and could easily charge more money than she does. But she wants new artists, you know, to be to have someone good they can go to and afford it and, right. and not break the bank just to have a cover photo. And it's know? probably pretty cool for her to see that stuff all over the place too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She'll always show me when she's got and it blows my because I'll lose track of them and she'll just like, Oh, I've got a cover art coming out today. I've got this and it's so funny, like me and you're like, Oh, such has come out with a song. She's like, I've got a cover art coming out today. Right. And uh huh. but yeah, I mean it's great. She does. She loves seeing it and she'll show me 
and obviously she does all of my stuff. And so, like recently, I did a golf, I host a golf tournament once a year, and I hosted that in October. And a picture she took for it, we made a, it was on a billboard for the golf tournament. So that was like her first photo on a billboard. Wow! But then not long after that, she ended up designing a billboard for someone else. So she does well on her own. That's pretty cool. You play a lot of golf. I try to. You try to. Played more this year than I have any other year since I was like 20. Does your writer say something about golf? Um, we put it in there, if I I'm not mistaken, that. Yes. pretty recently. Yeah. It's, that was very recent. Like, I don't even know if we've had very many shows since putting that in there. Right. We just wanted to try to throw that out there, you know, because we don't spend a lot of money trying to play golf all over the country. And, sure. Uh, but, yeah, just having that option there. I'll, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, venue owners probably see that and be like, I mean, sure, it's not like you're going to have – and then we don't have time anyways most right. of the time. So, uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just try to save us a little money here and there. If we I want to say the last time you were here, you played golf because you came in burnt. Uh, last time or the time before, yeah. yes. Uh, we played uh, National. Which is behind um, Convention Center, I believe. Okay. Right? I, I'll yes. take your word for it. I don't know. It was hot. I just remember you came it in. It was. And, it was like yeah. 105 degrees or something <laughs> crazy. That's not hot. But my That's favorite warm. time to play golf is when it's very hot. I'll, I love for it to just be – because normally Are you being, there's less people playing. You're crazy. and Because like, my thing is once you're already – if you're, like, on the verge of sweating, you'll try not to sweat if you can – because you're like, oh, maybe I won't, you know, sweat a lot. What, but so, if you're already sweating like crazy, you'll just lean into it and just no, forget about it. No. I got a group of friends that you met, Sparky, uh, my buddy Dave. Um, we went and played – during COVID, we played a course out in North Las Vegas. There was no wind. It was humid. And it was like, I don't know, maybe 105, but with the humidity, it was like 120. I got to like hole 13, and I was done. I couldn't even swing my club. It was like like yeah. I was drained, everything I had. And it probably took me 25, 30 minutes inside um, whatever they call that. The clubhouse. The clubhouse. Uh, sitting in front of a fan with a, a wet paper, like a wet blanket towel thing over my head. I just couldn't come back. Like. Well, that just sounds like dehydration. You just weren't prepared. I was drinking a lot of water. Yeah, did nothing. I mean, it's tough. And, and it was out here. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah, just I can disgusting. Imagine. But I mean, yeah, most of the time, just playing golf, I forget about it. I forget how hot yeah. it is or just whatever. Now, cold, I can't get around because I can't do cold weather. No, but no, I hate cold weather. See, like, so this morning I woke up at six. I went to Starbucks. I just threw on a pair of shorts and a hoodie, and flip flops. Yeah, and they always say something to me at Starbucks, like, "Aren't you ever cold?" And I'm like, "Well, this isn't really cold. It was like 38." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty cold to me." Yeah, we went to uh, Colorado years ago. My buddy Nick lives in Denver. And we went to Vail to go ride, and they had this parking garage. And we went there. I just went with a pair of chucks, a pair of shorts, and I, <laughs> I think I had a really light hoodie on, or whatever. And he's like, "You're crazy." I'm like, "This is not cold." He was like, "It's like 13, dude." I'm like, "Well, I mean, it's cold, but it's not." So I just changed into my gear, and we went snowboarding. And I, yeah. he was like, "You're crazy," and I'm like, "That doesn't." I don't know. It's got to be cold, cold for me. I mean, yeah, I, I can't really handle cold weather that well, but at the same time, I still don't prepare for it well. Right. So, like, I'll be the same guy. Like, You'll wear the same outfit. Like, <laughs> fin- yes, yeah. And it's just for like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I forget that the weather changes. I don't know. I don't, right. I just and have what, the same outfits all the time. You're just on the road, man. You're, you're just supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you go from one end of the country to the other, I think better prepared. That's what the wife it is takes for, it, dude. It takes extremes for me to actually prepare. Like, we toured last December. Um, some arenas in, where were we, Washington State, and then North Dakota and South Dakota in December. So, I mean. A little chilly. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, like, I've, I don't know if this is lucky or unlucky, but I say lucky to, I don't really see a lot of snow. Like, even when I'm somewhere the, where there should be snow. Like, I've done shows in January in Chicago and all those things, and it's never snowing when, when I'm there. 
Um, when we did the shows in Washington, we played Tacoma, Washington, and it wasn't snowing in December. And then we went three days of off days just stopping in Montana, just heading through Montana to North Dakota, and it never snowed in Montana in December. And, like, I saw it in the distance, like, small white caps on the mountains, but otherwise they're, like, normally it's at least dusted. Right, I never saw any snow. Uh, North Dakota was not snow, maybe a dusting. And then South Dakota was a lot of snow. Like, it finally caught up with us. And uh, But normally I miss the snow. Like You're the guy that you want to travel with then. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, th- I think I get the opposite of their normal weather. Uh, first time I ever went to Phoenix, I was there for two days, and it rained like hail the whole time I was there. Instead of it being hot. Yeah. What what place that you've gone to has surprised you the most in a good way? Like a place that you went to and maybe your expectation was a little bit different. You got there and you're like, ah, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I've done some shows. It's hard to remember the exact towns, but through COVID, or like as COVID was kind of going away, we did like some backyard things right. at people's houses. And just meeting people there, when we came back, we did some shows in some North California towns. And I didn't know what to expect. Like, they said, oh, we're going to a brewery. And that can mean anything. Sure. And we get there, and it's like a mini oasis of, uh, for lack of a better word, like a shopping area where you turn into, like, this cul-de-sac. And on the right, there's, like, an ice cream shop. In the back right, there's a wine place. I don't know if it would be technically be a vineyard because it wasn't grapes and stuff. But And then on the left... There was this huge barn, like blocked with a gate, and we went through the gate and into the barn, and that was our green room. And then out the back of the green room, they had a, like a Connex box across a ditch, and they had made it into a bridge with lights all through it. You go through the Connex box, comes out to backstage behind this brewery where they had an outdoor amphitheater that would seat like 400 people, like a small little outdoor amphitheater thing. And like they're like, oh, you're gonna play a brewery in North California? We're thinking we're going to play. Like this small stage inside a brewery, and it's right. like this outdoor amphitheater thing That's where you're cool. allowed to take your drinks to these four or five places in this cul-de-sac and all this stuff. It was really cool. Like it was just one of those places. You're like, dude, it would be pretty cool to live here. Like if this is what we did on the weekends, like, right? Be great, yeah. The town would be cool to live in. And, go and the see ice some... cream shop was goat's milk ice cream. I don't think I've ever had that. That was really good. And I'm like host intolerant, so like I don't remember the last time I had regular ice cream. It's been six or eight years, and. The goat's milk ice cream was really good. It didn't really? Do anything I drink oat milk because I can't do... Th- I'm like... I think everybody's lactose intolerant. They to just don't extent, know. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I drink oat milk when I drink my chai in the morning. But And same with when I go to uh, like the yogurt places. Yeah. Yeah, there's always the dairy-free, and it's always like right. oat milk or coconut milk or something like that. I love that yeah. stuff. I love coconut milk, for sure. Like yeah. If I get Starbucks or something, I'll get a flat white with coconut milk. Have you read what's in there, coconut milk? Uh, probably a lot of sugar. Yeah, you um, should read I it. Know. I think like maybe the fourth ingredient is coconut milk. I don't bother me. No. <laughs> well, I know you're drinking yeah, a Red Bull right now, right? Yeah, I don't drink these. This is probably like the eighth energy ever? drink I've ever had. But uh, the last four or five of them have been sugar-free Red Bulls. And so it doesn't bother me so much since there's no sugar. Right. But there's all kinds of other stuff in if it. If I, I had that right now, I wouldn't sleep till tomorrow. I see. It, it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. It, like I have a low tolerance. A lot. Um, that, well, I drink a lot of coffee, so like... I mean, there's other stuff besides caffeine in this, I'm sure, but yeah, there's the words, caffeine yeah. is not hardly bothering me. You got one more show, and then the rest of the year's done. Yep. You guys going home? Uh, yeah. We, we, can, uh, we, had, we were supposed to have a show next week, and it kind of, I don't know what happened. Like, they literally were like, uh, the promoters haven't answered in two weeks, so we just don't have a show. It's weird. I don't know. That is pretty weird. But we're like, all right, we'll do like a group Christmas party, you know, and everybody can go home a day or so early if you're trying to go home and see family, and... So that'd be good, and uh, like tomorrow night is our last show, 
um, in a small town here in N- Nevada or Nevada? Nevada. Nevada. Okay. Called Pioch. <laughs> I forget every night. Yeah. And uh, it's like this small place, like 150 cap, and I heard it was sold out, which is really cool. We've never been there. Um, I've heard about this venue before because some some big artists have gone through okay. there, from what I understand, and played. See, I don't know anything about it. And yeah. So I'm pretty excited. It, it'll be interesting. And uh, But yeah, and then we have like a 27-hour drive back to Nashville. Oh, wow. And so that'll take us two and a half days or so. I should, we, should, we should call Royal after this and tell her that you're giving her a ride home so she can stay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have room anymore. But, uh, <laughs> She'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then what, do you got, like, what are you looking forward to on your break? Um, just slowing down a little yeah. bit, you know, take a couple weeks to, well, we were off for Thanksgiving, so it's weird to slow down again. Right. Like we were off for Thanksgiving and then the next week my drummer got married. So we're kind of off for that too. And then it was back to the real world. Well, the first half of that week I did some radio stuff, but so back to the real world, real world for this. Cause I had studio and then I did vocals in studio and I flew out here to meet them. So I didn't have to do the drive this, this, this direction, time, right? but I'll do it on the way back. And after that, yeah, we're going to see, like, my wife's family, and then we'll go try to see my dad and stuff, uh, my parents a little bit, and then hopefully just, you know, take some time off. What's on the agenda for next year? <laughs> new new music? Yeah, yeah. We just got out of the studio. We did three new songs, and then we just put out a duet version of Try Losing One. So that's going to kind of fold into the EP, I think. But uh, we're kind of deciding on what to do. We've got some songs that we've had for like a year or so that, that didn't make like the last EP because you only have so many songs. Right. Um, um, I think we're going to roll those up into this one to try to get you know as much new music out as we can. And that'll be March, roughly, early March, I think. And uh, the first single from that will hopefully come out early February or maybe even late January. I mean, you know how it is. You never, you know. You never know. But... Uh, but I'm hoping so, and uh, we're touring with Mitchell Tenpenny in January and February. I saw that. So I'm hoping to get, like I said, that single to come out at least early in that tour to have some new music out for it. How many stops is that with Mitchell? Oh, gosh, because we've added, we keep adding like one and then adding another one here and there. But it's like 15 to 17. Beautiful. I think. Uh, Full band? Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, there's like one or two of them are acoustic, and they might be power acoustic, which nobody knows what that means. But... Um, <laughs> A cajon yeah. and a guitar. No, I saw Cassie Ashton. You know Cassie Ashton? I know the name. I don't know. So I've, coincidentally, I've done three or four like radio shows with her. And uh, she, at the last one, we did an event for Romeo Entertainment Group just for like all of their fan, their fair and festival buyers. Yep. So we just were in uh, Tin Roof in Indianapolis. And that's when I was telling you earlier that I was betting on the football game because we're right across the street from the stadium during right. Monday Night Football. So I like, might as well bet on the game. Right. And, uh, but Cassie was doing power acoustic, and it was something kind of clever she said to me. She comes up to me, and she's like, I was just doing acoustic duo. and But she comes up to me, and she's like, the stage is really small. And I knew it. She said, I just did a tin roof tour, and I didn't want to do full band and not have enough room to move around, and these people think I don't have stage presence. Right. And I was like, that's a, that's, I understand that thought that's process. Fair. She's like, now, it's funny because I sit down for this. But it's intentional. And I was like, that's, that's a great thought process, I thought. But she did, my point of this is she did power acoustic. I did air quotes there, if you can't see me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, where she had her guitarist on her right. She just sat there in the middle. But then she had a drummer on the left with just a pad. It's like a you know SPD kind of thing. And he's just doing the drum beat with that. So he had tracks as well. So he would play tracks on the laptop and then play the pad thing. So it sounded like you're watching a full band, but it's right. technically power acoustic. And it was pretty interesting. Like it was the tracks and all were stripped back from what she would add behind full band. 
And uh, if you're listening and don't know what tracks are, it's where we cheat and have nine instruments when there's only four people on stage. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see that. Like, I would, my drummer would probably hate to do that because he's just, like, you know, a naturalist kind of thing. You know? Right, that's a lot of work and, for him. Yeah, but uh, I think it would be cool. But I don't know. I've also thought of the idea, like, it'd be cool to, at the end of the show, next time we get, like, an arena tour, to have the end of the show set up where he straps the pad to him like a marching band would and strap does a that tom, like and he's out on the the catwalk at the end of the show playing the pad or something. Be kind of cool. cool, yeah. But uh, I don't know if we've told him about that yet or not. But no, he's <laughs> that's gonna, just been an idea. It'll happen. Yeah. If he wants to be in the band, he's that's right. that's what has to happen. But we, yeah. So, uh, but back to what we were saying. Yeah, a couple of the shows with Mitchell are acoustic, but most of them are full band. And um, yeah, so we're starting out strong. Then we do C to C and. In uh, March. Is that so your first time overseas? My first time doing, we'll do London, Glasgow, and Dublin. That's solo acoustic, so I'm kind of... You know, is the wife going? She gets. She's going to go to that. We're working on getting Photographer. her passport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's going, my manager's going, and uh, then we've we've got some random weekends we've kind of booked, uh, which I don't know how much of these are announced, so I mean, I can't really say all of them, but just like some sporadic weekends of doing In some the States? bigger artists. Uh, yes, yep. yes. More back back home uh, we're playing Stagecoach in the end of April. I saw that. Which is going to be really cool because that's a week away from our one-year anniversary. And you guys like, are going to go to Napa right after it? Well, no. We'll be right beside Joshua Tree, which is where we got married. So we're like oh, that's what, that's right, 30 Joshua minutes Tree. away from Joshua Tree. And um, I want to say that weekend we're playing Brooks and Dunn. I don't know if that's going to announce or not. But, on on uh, what? Um, Stagecoach? No, like kind of leading up to that. Got it. A couple Sweet. shows. I don't know if that's official yet or not. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, we just got a lot of sporadic weekends. We're hoping to catch another full tour because it helps to have that much of your schedule booked out. But, right. But I full mean, tour. Take everything. Where you you're get. the headliner. Uh, or no, just no, no, no probably people. not. Um, we're hoping to catch like a first of three on a larger tour. We're in for a few of them here and there. Right. That haven't picked their support yet. But um, yeah. So I mean, some of them like. People don't even know they're happening, and we I just heard about it because they're like, oh, we pitched you for it, but it's like you can't tell anybody in, which is really cool just to be able to, just to say that. Be like, sure. But Because uh, it's going to yeah. be a great experience. And we've heard, like, oh, such and such's manager reached out to the agency. was like, hey, how is Tyler's music? Would it fit this tour? And they're like, oh, yeah, it fit great. So maybe that's a good sign right. that they're actually care enough when they see the name to reach out and say, how do you how do you feel about this? And uh, so, I don't know, maybe fingers crossed that we catch us something you know, but, but the important part is that the music fits. I'm glad yep. that manager called and asked that because, you know, I'd love to get a you know a world tour, but that doesn't necessarily need to be patience, my friend. Yeah, with, yeah, that will come. Know, like the big tour next year, you know, Shania Twain's doing another tour, yeah. and our name had come up for part of that, and we're like, that'd be awesome, but it would not make any sense. But it would be really awesome. Why wouldn't it make any sense? I I just don't feel like our music you know complements that. You're crazy. Super well. I don't. I'm gonna disagree because <laughs> I think in a sense of. You look at you look at Shania's success and everything that she's done. I mean, her music crosses all over the place. So uh, I mean, I don't. No, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to do it, but I, I'm just saying that I think it's. And again, maybe it's not even good to say that. Does it make sense? But there are just other options that we've had come up where I was like, it would make more sense to get such and such. Or I'm. This is why I would disagree. When I used to four wall the House of Blues here with bands, I would never take the same genre of bands. Okay. Per se, because guess what? You get a different fan base. Right. 
every single like I would take a punk band, an alternative band. Never, I wasn't doing country back then, but then I would take a something that was like just straightforward rock, and then something that might be a little bit heavier punk or something like yeah. that. And I, each band would bring 250 people. You got a thousand people there, but that's my idea be, behind the cross stuff because then you're exposing something a little bit different. Right. I'm not saying that you're that far fetched from Shania, but I just think that would be. I think that'd be freaking badass. You'd have all oh, these yeah. people. I mean, we, we definitely love the thought and were, right. had fingers crossed to get it. I hope you do. But I understood, I guess, the industry. We didn't. We, we oh, know didn't. that we haven't already. But, like, you I could. understood the industry decision. Do you, you want know, me to call like, her? Yeah, yeah. I mean, call <laughs> her and be like, hey, uh, I know y'all have already booked it, but. Right. You, you guys have four, a spot. You know? He needs a million a show. That's the deal or no deal. Take it or leave it. Yeah, for sure. Right? What's your like ultimate goal in music where we're at today? Like you've I haven't sat with you for a little over a year, I would say it is, but have your goals changed as far as music? And I don't think they'll ever completely change. Um I've always said that, you know, everybody can say, you know, they don't care about selling out arenas and but you you do. You do care about winning an award, selling out an arena. Cuz all that is, I mean, but the, to me those are the obvious things. I think the important ones is I just want to be you know, fulfilled and happy and make the people around me happy and be able to support the crew that I have. Because that's the biggest thing to me is that I've started to look around and be like, dang, these are my best friends. And if I don't work hard, then I can't pay them what they deserve to get paid and I right. can't pay their bills and all this stuff. So it's not just for me anymore. And uh, the other day, I wish I could remember who said this, like, it was someone else, like an actor or someone, they got this similar question. They're like, my goal is peace. And I think that's the best way about it is my, my goal is just to feel at peace with everything, not feel stressed sure. and everything. And that can be a million different things. You can be stressed over a million different reasons, and you can probably be stressed that you might get nominated for the Entertainer of the Year and you might not. And maybe that, that's another form of stress, but I think if your goal is just to be happy and make everyone around you happy, then the peace will come easier, and I think that's the ultimate goal. We, uh, pre-COVID... I'm going to say 18 and 19 got nominated for the ACM nightclub of the year, small nightclub of the year, nightclub of the year. And that was an honor just to even be amongst, we didn't win, but just to be amongst that, I think is kind of neat. Yeah. That's, that just, for me, it validated what we do. Yeah. And I think that, uh, when you get to that level and you start getting nominations and stuff like that, I know there's a lot of artists out there that have been nominated for everything and never won. I'm sure that's got to be like, like I said, it's just another part of another sure. way to be stressed out. But. Yes, yeah, and that makes sense. That makes total sense. Is there an artist that you that like you have in your back pocket that you, if you could, you could go out on the road with and learn from and tour with? Um. So there's there's two. Um, for like a modern day, just because of the things he's done, the cross genre. Talking about, I'd love to tour with Hardy and get to know him better. I think that would be really cool. But like. The next one always sounds like an obvious answer because it would probably be stadiums, but I don't care. It could be who would you tour with playing to 100 people a show, and it'd probably be Kenny Chesney just because I've listened to him for so long. Right. Such a huge inspiration, and um, his show is just so energetic, and I try to keep our show energetic. So I think that would be a really cool tour. But like I said, you know, obviously it would help that it would probably be in stadiums. That would be awesome. Sure. But that doesn't matter, you know. Did um, you listen to all of um, Hardy's new stuff? All the yeah, I I mean the Mockingbird and the Crow, right? The Mockingbird and the Crow, and then what else did he put out at the same time? Right then, uh, wrong side of the truck bed, on the wrong side of the truck bed, and then yeah, Delaney uh, Wilson waiting the truck, yeah, waiting the truck, and then he had another one on those last that sold out. 
There's one. another song though. When he just teased the album, it was wrong side. But yes, I have listened to it, but I can't remember what it. it's gonna drive me crazy now. That Mockingbird and the Crow, I I I don't know if it's just a big yeah to everybody. That was my finger, not an air finger, but just a flat out finger. Um, the first the first time I heard it, I listened to it. I listened to the beginning of it. I didn't go through the whole song. I went through verse chorus and then I stopped. And then I sat down with Heath Sanders in here, and he asked me if I listened to the song, and I said I did. And he goes, what do you think of the change? And I went, well, just fucking called me out because I didn't get to that part yet. Yeah. I don't know if I was driving and I listened to it. Well, then he's like, you got to listen to it. Let me know what you think. Oh, my God. It's crazy, right? It is absolutely insane. Because So I know I'm interrupting you, but it's funny you said you didn't listen to the whole thing. So when I listened to it, I didn't make it all the way through the whole thing, but in like a positive way. Like I made it to the change, and I was like two lines in the change. I was like, I got to tell my dad about this. I stopped the song and called him because he likes Hardy. Like right. I played some stuff for him. Like he doesn't know who Hardy is, but he knows, you know, the a rock and right. you know, stuff like that. And he's like, he loves those songs. And uh, but I mean, he's kind of out of touch with everything now. He's 70 years old and he, he doesn't pay attention. But uh, I told him, I'm like, you remember Hardy? And he's like, I was like, the rock song. He's like, yeah. And I explained the song to him. And he's like, I, yeah. And, you know, like he, did, he didn't quite get it, you know, but I had to, I got to get him to listen to it when we're like in person. But I did. I heard that. I felt like my dad would appreciate, you know, something like that. But uh, yes. But as soon as we got off the phone, I listened to the rest of it. But I thought you were going in that direction. No, like you had to I didn't. I didn't it. stop it on purpose. I stopped it. Because I believe I was driving and my phone rang or something like that, I never finished it. But I ended up reaching back out to Heath and just being like, "Jesus, like, yeah." I love where he's at. He played here, eighteen or nineteen, I think, before he really exploded. Yeah. And then, um, I love what he does. I love what he stands for. Uh, I sat with him here, and I want to say in. Sold out. He uses a line about mowing lawns. He grew up mowing lawns mm-hmm. or something, something like that. In our interview, I asked him if he wasn't doing music, what he'd be doing. He said he loved mowing lawns. And I said, I got 2,400 uh, 2, square feet in my backyard. He goes, you got a lawnmower? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I don't, but I will pick one up on the way home. That's amazing. But, I mean, it's just so neat to hear him talk about that and then see where he is today. He's a man of his, his uh, uh, of his word in that sense, where he's he is who he is. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he'll ever change. He's probably got enough mailbox money from all the writing that yeah, he's done. He do what he wants to do, where yeah. he just and he's literally that's what he's telling everyone. Right. Like, you know, you're telling me to do all these things. Well, I'm going to tell you that these twenty five thousand people with my yeah. my face on their shirt. Face on yeah, their <laughs> yeah. It's just not too many people could do that at all. Right, and I mean, even when you can do it, they still have, don't like the money to do it. Or, you know, whatever, to be like, it doesn't matter because, you know, I'm going to be happy with my family. We got money to pay our bills. Right. It's still hard to put your money where your mouth is and do it. And yeah, he uh, wrote that check and he cashed it, man. He yeah. really did. And it's, it's, it's inspirational for sure. I played on Country AF Radio and about every time I played, I say the same thing. Here's a song you will never, ever hear on terrestrial radio, ever. Yeah. I just, the, I, no one's got the balls to do it. And it's funny, at the same time, that album will come out in January and I bet there's four or five songs that could go number one on terrestrial yep. radio. Yeah, country, and then another couple more that could do it on rock radio. So yeah, and definitely. That's what he's doing now. I mean, he's got his song that's at country radio, and then he had uh, sold out. No, Jack, go to rock radio. I really? Think, I think it's Jack. I don't know that one. You have I, to look that one up. I will. Then, yeah, I definitely will. That's my favorite thing. Any new artists that you're listening to that under the radar? Oh man, I haven't had a whole lot of time. Um, I mean, she's not under the radar anymore, but uh, uh, Maroney. Megan, Megan Maroney. Yeah. She's. 
I heard her at a writer's round that my wife was taking pictures of and doing like a recap video for it. Right. And she's super talented. So good. Uh, I mean, Cassie Ashton's incredibly talented. You know, she's got her song that she had sent to radio, so she's not as new as, as you're talking about, but... I mean, she's super talented, and I think she deserves more than she's had. She's been trying for a long time. There's a lot of that in this world, man. There really is. And, uh, but I wish I'd, you know, I'm kind of ashamed that I don't have as many, like, under the radar names. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, the end of the day, I was just wondering. I, I, I did my, um, I did my Spotify recap of the year, mm-hmm. and one of the things on there is how many artists that you listen to. New right. twenty six hundred I have on mine. That's wild. I just soak up shit, man. That's, that's another answer of why I don't have it. Like, <laughs> you know how you could uh, do the um, you did your uh, Insta Fest, yes. the music thing. Yeah. I, I filled up one day. I didn't listen to enough artists to do. Oh wow! Yeah, because yeah. I never like it's always my wife Spotify. Or I'm reading, or listen to a podcast instead sure. on something, or watching YouTube videos. That I just, I'm so busy that there's very rarely a time that I'm in the vehicle by myself. Right. And that's the only time I would ever listen to music in the car by myself. And um, so it's weird to think that I do this for a living, but I don't have time to listen to music. Right. I think that's and one of my favorite things is finding new artists. My little thing that that pop, popped up on there said that uh, I've. I forgot exactly what it was. It was someone that not just listens to new music, but dives deeper into more music. And that's pretty much what I do is if I find something I like. Um, Royal gave me a, uh, an artist today named, by the name of Elijah, and she gave me a song called Famous. Okay. Well, I dig deeper into this dude. He's got a three-song EP. On. Well, I listen to all three of them. And then I wrote her. I was like, uh, this, his music is um, very early 2000s, that emo yep. stage of, of um, like the used meets Taking Back Sunday. I know who Elijah is. Yeah. I think he goes by just his first name, yep, right? That's yeah. it. And he's a producer but, or something uh, as well, or he pro- no, or someone. I think the producer of Elijah works with Royal. Does that's he have like kind of wavyish blonde hair? I didn't really. I don't know. If it's who I'm thinking of, he's opened for me before, like one time, like kind of one-off acoustic thing, and he played mostly rock. Like he threw some Nickelback and all that stuff in, and, <laughs> and it was really cool me. to have. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's who that is. I don't know him super well personally, obviously, or I'm showing that I don't know him super well personally, right. but. Uh, but yeah, but if you'd have caught me, like I said, like last year, the year before, I did listen to a lot of stuff. But this year, I was telling her, my wife, she's always excited about her Spotify wrapped. And I was going to do mine. I was like, I bet mine is like nothing to it. And I don't remember. It was so low of hours. You know, it shows your minutes or hours yes. listened, and it's like nothing. And, I was uh, I was with uh, John Marks and his wife today, Colleen, and we were having lunch, and she was talking to me about, I brought something up about the new music and all that, and she pulled hers up and did it, and she listened to like 35 thousand minutes of music yeah. or something like that and she goes i'm you know 85 percent higher than most and i pulled mine out and i was at the 95 percent and she's like whatever toad like that <laughs> i was like i wasn't one up in you it was just like like yeah I, it's what i do i just i love listening to music and it's always going and it's something that i just i enjoy now, so i find new shit this is also i guess just being a sign of getting married because we're always together so i'm like you just do your phone Right, and so like, oh, yeah, we're like fair. always together, and right. so it's always her phone, and I guess that's me because I'm driving, and so I'm not on my, try sure. not to be on my phone, and but uh, and then when I am somewhere by myself, normally I'm li- if I'm listening to something, it's a book. Yeah, so. I just started getting into that. I got Audible. Yeah, finally so got. I've it. got like thirteen or fourteen, fifteen credits that I haven't I, spent on my Audible. Book. I just got one today. Yeah, because I use my. I just got it last month. I was using Blinkist. Is what okay. I was using for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, where it's bit. like shortens. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't hate that. I might actually go back to it. I've, I've heard of that. Um, but Cliff yeah, notes. I, I love... <laughs> now, recently, I've been trying to just read because 
I watched a guy. I always hated how slow I read. And this guy on YouTube that's uh, like a like stoicism kind of page where he's just talking about stoicism, but he talks about reading and he's written multiple bestsellers. And he said a lot of people stop reading because they read so slow. He's like, you're supposed to be reading to enjoy yourself, and it's something you enjoy to do. It's like, how many things that you enjoy doing do you stop doing them because you don't do them quickly? And it's like, that's a good point. It's like, you know, like, like I like to go shoot basketball, like shoot around at the YMCA or something. Right. It's like, I don't not do it because I'm not getting enough shots in per hour or something. You know, it's like, and so it's like, what does it matter? And so it's almost that slow and steady. Like, I just read more. You know, like, or at least I try to keep it consistent. So even if it's half an hour a day, I still end up reading more at a slower pace. Right. Instead of being like, oh, I ain't got time to read. You half- prefer that over an audiobook? Um, It depends on the type of book. Because um, if I'm reading something that's going to have a lot of symbolism in it or something I can learn from, I'd rather actually look at it and read it. Right. But if it's just a story, fiction, like I'm listening to Lord of the Rings right now. And, uh, and I like that because I'm, it's not like I'm trying to you know, remember Lord of the Rings. Right. And I'm not trying to learn from it. And it's just entertainment. And so I like listening to that if you find the right narrator. Like, I tried to listen to Game of Thrones, and I hated the narrator's voice. I listened to, like, 30 minutes. And you were done. But when I do listen to stuff, I listen at, like, two to two and a half times the speed. Like, it's, it's like, really fast. Like, other people listen to it, like, how do you understand that? And it's because I'll listen for, like, ten minutes at triple the speed, and I can't understand it. And I bump it down to like two and a half, and in it's crazy how fast your brain can adjust to it. And I can understand two and a half times the speed, of but not what three, normal right? Reading. Right. And uh, but uh, so yeah, so like I can read a thousand-page book in nine hours because I'm listening to the person read it, but I got it turned up to two and a half. That's crazy. I never even knew you could do that. I like I liked the blinkest stuff because I would find some topic that I I don't read. For enjoyment, mm-hmm. it's just never been a thing I like yeah. to do. I like to read to learn, yeah. sort of thing. So I was doing those those blinkists. But there was the uh, the Sean Whalen guy, the the Lions Not Sheep dude. He had right. some book that he put out, and someone was telling me it was awesome. So I got Audible and listened to it. I didn't last very. I mean, I I put in my time, but I just didn't hit me the way I thought it was going to hit me. So I like went and researched some other stuff and um, listened to some other things and paid for some stuff and just kind of like got an idea of. I enjoy that stuff to learn. Yeah. Period. End of story to learn. Um, and I like to consume like that. That's why I like music the way I like it because I can listen right. to something and super enjoy it. It's super yeah, badass. Yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to, that's kind of one of my goals recently is to read more nonfiction. Yeah. And uh, just because, just to read the way other people, are, like self help, but not for self help, just to under, see what other people would consider self help. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, uh, because I'm a pretty independent person, and so I'm like, I don't need that, you know. That's the, but that's a, not an attitude to have. You should like, I'll open it, and I feel like every nonfiction book should not be you just reading what some some someone thinks. It should be a dialogue, you know. Read a couple pages, and you're like, what would I say to that person if they just said those words to me to my face? And so you think about like how you respond. And I think you can get more out of nonfiction that yeah. way than just reading it and be like, oh, that's interesting, you know. And so like. A lot of the big, like Atomic Habits, a huge one that a lot of people have read. And I haven't read it, but that's a big, you know, productivity kind of self-help book that a lot of people have. I will check that one. I would say I went back years ago and I read um, um, the love. What is it? The the love languages. I read that. I read The Secret. Uh, and I put a lot of that stuff into use. I know that I believe that you can manifest right. uh, your future in that sense. Like if mm-hmm. you, um, I'm always a firm believer of your product, your environment. 
Um, Absolutely. And I think that The Secret had a lot to do with that for me, too. You know, okay. it put me in different places. And I don't know if you've heard anything about that book. I don't but know The Secret, no. I mean, I know what the love language is. Yeah, that's an interesting book, too. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, I like to learn and the more you learn the better you are i do that with the music stuff i do it with the creative stuff photoshop illustrator like i, I i'm always heard learning the um it was a high a high ranked person in the military giving a speech and he talked about the make your bed in the morning yeah you heard that one yep um well i just bought like a book of it i don't know if i haven't read it yet but it's like in my bag downstairs now and um but it's um I don't know if it just dives deeper into it or if it's the whole speech just on paper or what it is yet, but I'm excited to look at that because I've listened to this speech a lot. Right. And, uh, and then what was the other one that I just got? Um, I can't think of it. I read about I, about how they – habits and stuff. Yeah. Like I read a lot. Uh, I mean – Round as a shape, I read about shape, <laughs> getting in shape and stuff yeah. and stuff like that, and no, being yeah. being a little more healthier. Right. Not that I put that into my day to day regimen, but I'm I always have excuses and and huh. I'm the worst. About, like, uh, I, th- I consider myself extremely knowledgeable with exercise and nutrition. Like I feel like I even have a lot of knowledge about programming workout. Then, but I just do not put right. to use in my own life, which is. Probably my biggest weakness is. I bought a. I bought the membership to Planet Fitness. It's four minutes from my house and when i got it i went religiously and then something happened i think i got sick and then i just quit just going and i was like yeah. what the fuck and i drive by it every morning on my way to starbucks <laughs> <laughs> but you do stop at starbucks absolutely every morning <laughs> i work majority of my time i work out of my house yeah so that starts my day i get up take a shower go to starbucks sit there for 15 20 minutes and just wake up and then i go home yeah and i start my day but i should be spending some time in the gym for myself because that's what I should be doing. But oh, yeah, I'm, it's I'm one of those things. Terrible, terrible, terrible. About it. <laughs> you have my a different goal, excuse, man. You're in a different town. Well, every my night. goal coming up is is to journal, and even mostly, mostly just for like record keeping and just like uh, this town. We were in this place, slept at this hotel. I slept like this here. We played this venue. It was cool because of this. And then move on. I don't. I don't have to write down a lot of feelings or anything. I just want to keep records of where do I. Do you was. do that now? I don't. And. Like, I literally just start. I'm just starting. So, here's the deal. I just bought a notebook. Like 23. Start it in 23. That's, that's my goal is to, I'm going to start before then. I plan to, we got a lot of time on the road. I said driving back. So, I plan to kind of, you know, write all this weekend out. And then this will kind of be off, like I said. And it's not like an everyday has to be thing. But I watched a video where this guy just had a notebook in his pocket. And his buddy was like, hey, man, you know, he put a picture of it, like made this like artsy picture where he had his notebook and his pen and his cup of coffee. And he took a picture for his Instagram story. Right. And his buddy, who's a big YouTuber, was like, I asked him, like, what do you actually put in that thing if you got it in your pocket every day? And the notebook was all crinkled up. He says, I keep it in my back pocket all the time. He says, every day I write down eight things to do that day, productive things. First thing He's, in the morning. First thing in the morning. He said, it might be the night before where I write down the two things I'm going to do when I wake up. Right. Do those things. I might be able to add three more. It's like it's hard to think of eight things at a time all the time that actually aren't just half-assed things. Where I'm Fair enough. to get something done. And he said, and I've reached. And it was like, right. He's like, right now I'm at 97 days in a row. I've done eight things. And he said, you got to be honest with yourself. I've, he said, I've got to around 100 days twice. He said, last time I said I'm going to be in bed by midnight. So I went to bed at 1.30. He's like, if I'm lying to myself, what's the point? So I started over. He said, now I'm 90-something days in again. And that was what he did. And I think that will be a small part of my journaling process. My biggest weakness ever is I will research something and learn it to a T and then never actually do it. Like, I bought a table saw because I wanted to do woodwork, and I never <laughs> built the first freaking birdhouse, right? 
And this guy, the other day, same stoicism guy that was talking about the, the uh, I don't remember what I said he was talking about, but he said in an interview, he said um, to start imperfectly and to not be, you know, paralyzed by, you know, the delusion of imperfection is what he says. Don't be paralyzed by the delusion of perfection. I said imperfection. Yes. Perfection. Perfection. And uh, and I'm bad about that. And we're like, oh, I need I need to start running. Before I start running, man, I want to get these new shorts. I probably need some better shoes because I don't want to hurt my feet, you know. And I think <laughs> of all these excuses not to start something. And my wife was like, you need to write that. First page of that notebook is to write start imp- imperfectly. Right. And uh, in that's, that's perfect. Yeah. It's funny you say all that because it just makes me. Heather always tells me all the time that I I should write a book about. You can only imagine the experiences that I've had here. Yeah. You can only imagine. There's so many d- different um, personalities that come through here. Mm-hmm. Most of them good, but there's also the the stories and everything like that. But I think something that that just kind of like intrigued me to do something. I'll go buy a book, and I will write down something about every artist that comes through here. Yeah. And I think it would be one of those things down the road. Write the date. Write what the experience was, the show date, yeah. you know, everything. And it doesn't I think, have to be this, like, groundbreaking thing every no. time. It's like, oh, you know. But how fucking cool would that be yeah. to open that up and go back? I mean, I don't want to go backwards with it. I guess I could, but at the same time, it's, like, I think that would be yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, it would be difficult because it might not be as genuine. And as fresh. If you, if yeah. It's, yeah, so if it's not fresh, you might embellish, you know, you might romanticize something in your head, be like, oh, they did this, and really it wasn't close to, the, you know, right. whatever. And so, But, yeah, because that's what exactly what I want to do. I want to write down... Everywhere we go, and just be like, oh, we stopped at this truck stop, and you know, sent Toad a picture of Supercross because you know, it was on the TV in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and I, you know, and I saw somebody give this homeless person a burger. You know, just something like that. That'd be something, just something that make that you want to remember, and you're not sure so where everything doesn't just get flushed away. Because right. as I said this earlier today, I think it, I think I was talking to you where I was like, you know, it's one of these like oh, I can't believe it's December already. And then you think something happened in May. I was like, God, I thought that was two years ago. And like, so it's been like the longest year and yet the fastest year at the same time. Right. And so just to be able to look back and be like, man, you know, you remember when we uh, we, we ate at this, uh, where were we? Because we ate that place. Like, no, 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 that was the other thing to be like, yeah, I, I remember because I wrote it down, you know, and we ate at this restaurant, you know, and you didn't like it, you know, me and you had to walk over to the other place because you were going to, and I wrote all that down. You know, just and I think that would be a lot different than doing it in a note in your phone. Yes. Oh, yeah. When it you actually so much more. physically write something down, and it's also just like you'll always remember something. It's like if you read something, you got—I don't remember the numbers—but like you've got a certain percentage of chance of remembering it. If you read and do, you know something. So like, read something and write it down. You know, and then it'll it'll it, it, it resonate just, it longer. Down. So and type it on your phone. And I don't think your brain registers that the same way as writing it out. And I think I think Heather keeps asking me what I want for Christmas, and I think I'm going to tell her that I want to get some sort of book that I can. I'll start it. I mean, I only got one more show this year, tomorrow night. I don't yeah. want to do that. I think I'd like to start it fresh in 23. Yeah. Not that's not an excuse that I'm pushing passing the uh, buck. No, 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 no. <laughs> start imperfectly, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be a really cool idea because then, especially like when somebody comes back. Yeah. Like man, last time you were here. You did this. Like, how do you remember that? Like, I wrote it down. Yeah, hold on. Let me just flip through this thing. I think that would be kind of fun, man. Yeah. Especially like you're talking about, like, Hardy came before he blew up. Especially if it's somebody later, you're like, I've got it written down that he came here, you know, February 19th of such and such year. And Funny story with that. Um, Luke Combs played here in 2016, opened for Corey Smith. I went and saw Luke at uh, T-Mobile, and I was back in the back, and I was in Ray Fulcher's room, and... Um, 
Luke's drummer was in there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Toad? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I remember playing your place, 2016. Like, it was the back of his hand, memorable to him. I'm like, how the hell do you remember that? Of all the places they've been, yeah. and that's what they re- he, he remembered it, the, the year, probably awesome. remembered the month. And I just went, that is just, that's crazy to me. But I don't have that kind of memory anymore. But I just yeah, thought that was yeah. the neatest thing in the world. And when you sit back and think, you could just flip a book and go, hey, man, I think that was... You know, and just right. kind of not necessarily go crazy with a journal, but just write down yeah, even yeah. eight things about that artist when they came through yeah, at the end of the night. Like, it doesn't have to be this profound thing. You know, yeah. it's not like, you know, meditations that someone's going to discover three years from now, like I mean, 300 years from now and be like, oh, you know, Toad was brilliant. And, you know, it's just things that you want to remember. My wife is the main person that I learned this from is that, you know, she's a photographer, but she wants to take pictures more than just for photography. She's like, to remember this. And she writes down. She's upset downstairs right now because she's almost through her journal. And she doesn't have another one with her. And we'll be four or five days till we get home, you know. Right. And uh, so I was like, we got to go to a bookstore and find one for her. But uh, she's like, she says, I, want, I write it down. She's like, because I don't want to forget it. Like, the wedding, she said, um, there was a specific memory. And now I can't think of it. But she would know it because she wrote it down for herself. But it was like being upset because she thought something wasn't going to fit or having to pin her dress up or something in the back. She's like, I probably would have forgotten that. No. I'm, I was going to make up a hypothetical, but I remember now. She put like this lip plumper stuff on her mouth. And right then the videographer showed up and was trying to be all cordial and professional. And she's sitting there, her lips burning like crazy. <laughs> she's like, I never would have remembered that. She's like, right. but that's something nice to remember about our wedding day is my freaking lips burning when I'm trying to talk to the videographer and be professional, you know. And I was like, and you'll never remember that if we wouldn't have written it down. I think I'm going to do that. I kind of like that. And I hope you do it as well. And I hope it becomes a part of yeah. your... We'll, of your we'll be accountability partners for it. I like it, money. dude. Yeah. I'm down. I'm going to start it, it uh, January of 23. I'm going to ask for that for Christmas because I'll ask for some sort of a cool journal that I can write in that yeah. just has the the days in there. And I think I'll just use it just for music. I think that would be cool. The, okay. the nights that I have live music and just about the artists and keep it separate from my personal life. Now that's are you for picturing, sure. Uh, are you picturing like a big one that stays at home? So it's like the size of a sheet of paper or like a small, I don't think I would carry it with me. Cause I think it would, well, shit, maybe now that you say that I was like, my thought was to put it in my bed, right next to my bed yeah, on the nightstand. Yeah. When I get home, that's part of my decompression. Cause like I'll go home tonight. Uh, I'll sit on the couch for about 20, 30 minutes, and yeah. I can't go straight to bed. It's literally I just have to wind down, and right, that's right, like right. my—that's just what I do. But that could be one of those things where I sit down and just kind of yeah. like write about the night. I add to the consistency of it because, I mean, you would be in the same – pretty much the same state of mind every time you wrote in it, same amount of time since you hung out with the artist that you're yeah. writing about or whatever. So, yeah. That's fair. That's the consistency of it. I'm going to do that, dude. This has been fun. Tell people how to find you online. Uh, TylerBraden.com. I'm on the internets. The the inter- the yeah, internet no but yeah uh, Instagram is Tyler Braden music uh, YouTube's Tyler Braden but like I said TylerBraden.com you can find all of it you can find music on Spotify iTunes everywhere you run your own socials or someone do it for I you I run them myself yourself yeah. period I love it dude this is I'm, I'm not always great at it but I run it myself <laughs> that's the best part yeah, I think I love it I'm not as social as I used to be that's for sure uh, but that's a good thing yeah. I don't I go home every day to the same thing so it's nice. Consistency. Consistency. Thanks again for the time. Thank you. They know how to tell you my shotgun seats, no place for.